Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Cast, the first, best, and only podcast about the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football League. I am your host, Daniel Kite. Uh, still, last time I checked, still the reigning champion uh, in the redraft league. So, Boo. I just got to make sure that that goes in there because, uh, again, I'm going to keep mentioning it forever this year. Uh, you know, that you only boo me because uh, I'm right. You don't, you know, all that good stuff. Um, but I'm here with a, a bunch of guests today to chat about uh, the dynasty draft that we're in the middle of right now. We're basically almost exactly halfway through. Uh, yeah, we're, I think we're almost, is it the, it's the actual halfway point essentially now. Um, so we're going to be talking about some of the goings on. We're going to just go team by team and, uh, say who we think is strong, who fucked up and all that kind of fun stuff. And we're probably almost, almost definitely going to talk a lot of shit to Steve. Um, but before we get ahead of ourselves here, uh, let me introduce our guest today. Uh, first up on the pod, uh, he was last into the pod channel, but he's here with us today. Uh, returning again for the second time already this season, we've got, uh, Mikey Campos. Mikey, how are you doing today? Pretty good. I just want to confirm we are recording, right? Oh, I made sure. Yes, I started recording at like four 4.55. So there's going to be like a solid 20 minutes I will cut out of this bad boy. All right, then, then we're definitely good. Yeah, we're awesome. Uh, also on the pod for the first time this year, uh, we've got Taras Gamanyuk. Taras, how you doing? Doing good. Glad to be here. Excellent, excellent. And then finally, he just muted himself, which makes me nervous. So I'm going to throw it to him anyways. Uh, first time on the pod, we got Nick Pacheco here. Nick, how's it going? I'm good. I'm here. <laughs> he got That's pulled all over. Never ask, really. Just being here. So let's uh, let's dive into it then. We're gonna start with uh, the team that was in pole position to start off the draft. Uh, let's start with Paul. Uh, I'm just, I'll quickly just go over who his projected starters are right now. Um, Paul's QB is Josh Allen, and then has Derek Carr in the superflex. Uh, lead running backs would be Nick Chubb, Leonard Fournette, and Clyde edwards Uh Lead wide receivers, we got Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and Devonta Smith. And then at tight end, Mark Andrews. Uh, Taras, I'll throw to you first. Uh, how are we feeling about Paul's team? Good good picks, good value, good strategy. What do you think? Uh, I think he's pretty well-rounded. Um, I don't mind his two quarterbacks. Carr should definitely be an upgrade with Devonta this year. Uh Running backs are quite good. In terms of dynasty, I, I think he's a little weak in future talent, uh, like other than Devontae, uh, Tyreek, maybe a few more years, and Chubb. He's going to drop off quickly in my mind, I think. Uh, definitely didn't go for any of the rookies. But yeah, overall, I think he's got a fairly solid team, at least for this year. Um, not a big fan of Clyde, but the rest of his team is pretty good. Nick, do you uh, do you share those concerns that Taras has, or do you think uh, that that do you know do, do you think he has a strong enough win now roster that he'll be in contention this year and maybe take home the chip? I don't know. I think he's got a fine roster. A lot of those guys, like I don't know, I think we're looking too deep into the the future talent kind of thing. Like we're not like you can't project five years from now kind of thing. Like look like two, three years from now, and if you get solid players out of those two, three years, then you're content with that. And I don't know, he made, he, Paul made some questionable picks, but I think he's got a fine roster. What, what would you say is the most questionable? Uh, Keenan Allen. 
Okay, talk to me about that. Why? Like, you know, dude's still reliable. He's got Justin Herbert back there. I mean, he's fine, but, like, well, I'm having sleeper issues, so I can't open the app to see where he actually drafted him, but, like, I, th- I think he went too high. There was other talent around that point, and I just, I don't know. I guess he was just off my board because I'm not, like, I don't know how long he's going to last with, even with Herbert there. Yeah, seeing Keenan Allen be the first one chosen when guys like, you know, Chris Godwin was still on the board, uh, Bateman, Marquise Brown, Elijah Moore, the rookies that I picked up, like all those folks were still on the board. It did feel like a a bit of a reach uh, for sure. Uh, Mikey, want to round us out here? Uh, Maybe what, what do you think are the odds that Paul's team makes the playoffs this year? I think he has a good chance to make the playoffs just based off, um, like um, Taras said, he has a lot of good players for a, a win now approach. Um, he just kind of uh, he he's kind of in that win now approach, not not too much looking towards the future. But hey, like I said in the last podcast, you should be. It's all all about winning now, you know. It's all about uh, about trying to contend and. And trying to win. If you don't win, then take notes, uh, Steve. Yeah, uh, but yes, <laughs> I, I also I also am gonna make a little point with uh, uh, on Nicholas. That's uh, some questionable picks. I, I think he has a solid uh, starting roster, uh, but some questionable picks uh, that he does done recently uh, to fill out his bench. Yeah, it's it's an interesting move when like a lot of your starting roster is already win now. And you'd think, you know, for a little bit of balance, those later picks, you'd kind of aim for some more futures there. But he's really just continued to stockpile kind of veteran guys already with, with not a lot of future stuff. So it, I think uh, Ross's concerns are, are valid there. Like the idea that in a few years, a lot of that talent might dry up and he might be left with not a ton to work with. Yeah, like when you when you start drafting guys that you only recognize their name and you're like afraid of guys that you don't recognize, then you might run into issues. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I didn't know this guy was going to be good. Well, yeah, he wasn't good when, when you were supposed to draft him. That will be around 20 to 29. I feel like, I feel like that's low key throwing shade at Paul's football knowledge. I feel like you're saying that he only takes the mainstream players. I mean, I don't want to throw too much shade at him, but <laughs> <laughs> Well, on on that note, let's let's keep the shade being thrown because uh, next up we have someone who's in the pod right now, Mikey. I'm gonna give you the the floor here to first talk about your team. Tell us about uh, you know, and let's 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 give you a, uh, a more specific question. Um, what was the pick that you were happiest to make, and what was the pick that was like the most frustrating for you to make? Uh, well, the happiest pick was my 102 Herbert. I'm absolutely thrilled to have him as my uh, starting QB and my QB probably for like the next decade if uh, if he stays healthy and still in the league. Um, uh, as you can tell by the roster, I'm definitely in the win now approach clearly. Uh, and the most frustrating pick is by far taking Goff, like King Goff. <laughs> I, I I I never wanted him even in the twelfth pick, but uh, due to unsort foreseen circumstances, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I kind of had to uh, to pick that uh, to take that poison there. Nick, do you agree with that assessment? Do you see Mikey's uh, team as being a strong win now candidate? Oh yeah, I've been messaging Mikey throughout the draft, saying, "Oh, that's a good pick. Oh, I had that guy on my board," kind of thing. Like when I traded with Paul, I was like beside him, and then we'd be, "Oh, that guy was it was between this guy and that guy." 
So a lot of oh, good... yeah, I've liked I've liked his roster other than other than than golf. But... <laughs> I love it. Golf is gonna golf is gonna emerge. I'm I'm calling it now that all the the shades that's being thrown. He's got Jamison Williams. who's gonna come halfway through. Rejuvenated Almond Ross St. Brown. Apparently one of the top O lines in the league. We're we're in the middle of a golf ascent. So I'm calling it. Well, the it's the only the, bright side to Goff is there's the twinkle of that spark that he might have that don't season talk about he had with the Rams. Again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he has a talent around him and a better O line, so may, maybe he'll be decent or competent enough. But we'll we'll see. Uh, Tar- yeah, his ceiling is like Jimmy G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taras, what would you say is like the biggest weakness on this roster? All right, like I think there's some strong wide receivers there, some pretty strong running backs. Uh, you know, do you see a positional weakness? Do you see weakness in kind of the the same way that you thought about Paul? Um, I think his tight end might be a bit more of a question mark than than you'd think. Uh, no one really knows how involved Waller's going to be now. He's getting old. He's getting hurt. And they brought in Adams. So uh, I question if he's going to get as much target share as he used to back in the day. And then Irv Smith is, I mean, if he stays healthy, he might be good. Irv Smith is but, a guy. Like, Irv Smith is, like, the prototypical, like, 20th best tight end in the league. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, other than his tight ends and then Goff, I mean, anything Detroit is garbage, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't you talk shit about my tight end like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as the guy who managed Hawkinson last year, I kind of have to be on Taras's side with that one. Okay, yeah. I, I, Taras, I, I totally agree uh, with the concerns with Waller, and I think that's why he dropped as far as he did. But wouldn't you guys all agree at the seventh round, that's still a pretty decent value? Oh, definitely. I, I was going to, if he came around, I think I was going to pick him up. So I... No, I'm not knocking you at all. I'm just saying that in terms of all your other picks, that's those are probably the biggest question marks in my mind, at least. But uh, I'm not knocking the pick in any way. Um, no, I agree. That, that's, I, I think we all have that concern with him, and and it's valid. I, that's I, that's why I didn't even draft him earlier. It just kind of slapped me in the face in that pick, and I was like, how how do I not put, punch the button? Makes sense. Yeah. So speaking of someone who maybe has uh, regrets. Uh, for some of the picks he made. Uh, let's talk about my team. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I say that. I don't actually feel a lot of regret. I feel a little bit butthurt about a couple things, but um, I, I, I felt like I took the value that was available to me, and I, I actually have pretty decent uh, feelings about my team so far. I'm not really heartbroken anymore. It started to round out a bit. Um, but maybe... Uh, Mikey, you can tell me why I should be a lot more worried or a lot less worried. Talk, t- just give me your thoughts. Can I just cut you off? Just, just quick take, Kite. Do you make playoffs this year or not? I'm gonna. I think I might be like a tweener. I think I'm gonna be in that like some that range of like five to nine. I, I think you know. I'd, I'd give it a coin flip right now. Maybe a little bit worse than a okay. coin flip. Okay, I, I was just curious what your thoughts were. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, I think you kind of show uh, were bipolar <laughs> with what you wanted to do uh, based off the draft. You you really went uh, uh, fuck it, win it now mode in the beginning with uh, taking Mahomes, McCaffrey, 
uh, Barkley and Devonte, and then your next like four or five picks was like I'm taking rookies. So it kind of was. A, it could be a happy medium of both, like you said, Tweener. Uh, is this year here? Maybe not, but maybe next year will be if some if you hit on some of these rookies. That's for sure. Nick, similar thoughts, or should I be more pe- or pessimistic, more optimistic? I mean, well, I agree with everyone else but you because there's no way your team is in the middle. It's either you are like for, dominantly in first place, or you are like dead last. I don't think there's an in between. Okay, tell me about that. Why do you think that is? Because, like, speaking as the Barkley manager last year, <laughs> it wasn't a good time. Yeah. And they... I've seen what Christian McCaffrey's done the last couple of years. <laughs> it hasn't been a good time. That's, you know what, that that is definitely fair, too. Like, and even, like, it was funny. It felt like Mahomes had a way worse year last year, but I think he still finishes, like, the QB 4 or 5 in terms of points per game. So if that felt like a bad year for him, I felt pretty okay. But, like, Adams is getting older. Uh, McCaffrey gets injured a bunch. Barkley gets injured a bunch. There, There is a real potential uh, for this to blow up badly in my face. Um, but I do like... Yeah, but if McCaffrey stays healthy, Barkley hits his potential, like, you could be, like, dominantly first place scoring the most every week kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, I'm I'm really putting my faith in, in a few of the uh, fantasy football kind of, like, health and doctor kind of sites that I follow because both of them basically say, like, they were all all those sites were unanimously. These guys are not injury prone. These guys these injuries aren't things that will recur. You know, go fucking draft McCaffrey. Even McCaffrey too. Like I was re- like those sites. Like, yeah. There's a lot of those injuries, but they uh, the the stuff that I had read basically was like these were all, they're, they're not like connected injuries. Um, so at least to their uh, diagnoses. So I was, uh, and and honestly, I didn't see anyone other than McCaffrey. I really wanted at that point too. Like I was surprised that he fell uh, to two five because I mean I guess people were worried about the injuries for the most part. But uh, I mean I was happy to snag him because again the dude still could be like you know the number one running back in football for the next two or three years. Yeah, it's definitely true. Uh, Taras, anything else? Like I'm curious. Like I. Trying to think, was there a pick that you saw that you thought was perhaps like uh, super controversial or anything that uh, you know stood out to you as odd or strange? Like, or do you think the taking the rookies? I think that's kind of the controversial part of my team was taking Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks back to back. What what do you what did you think of those picks when you saw them? I actually had Wilson lined up, so I was a little mad that you took him. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Traylon Burks. And just Tennessee in general for receivers, but uh, I, I don't think that has anything to do with the talent. But I, I think the back-to-back was a bit of a stretch. Definitely like the Wilson, especially the situation that's in Green Bay right now. Um, Wilson can be pretty much close to Devonte so, in a year well, or two. Garrett Wilson's in New York right now. Oh shit! Sorry. Who am I thinking? I think of? you're thinking of Christian oh, Watson. I'm, yeah, yeah, I was thinking of Watson. Sorry, that was Steve that took him right before. Yeah, well, yeah sorry. Wilson uh, uh, was like, oh, I think he was like a 10th overall pick or something like that, and he, uh, who went to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, he was the number one receiver. Sorry, I like, I still like the Wilson pick, not as much on the Burks. Right. Uh, but I'll echo, I'll echo the same sentiment the other guys had. Um, if your team stays healthy, you should be should be decent in a decent spot. I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna destroy the league, but you'll definitely be 
doing really well. And I agree with you. I think Saquon's going to be fine. His ankle injury last year was more of a freak accident than anything. Like, it's, I don't know if you saw it, but the guy just kind of was in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, McCaffrey, yeah, I'm, I'm not as confident as you are on him. But, yeah, if those guys are healthy, your, t- your team could be solid. And if Jamie uh, Winston comes back and is kind of like his old Tampa days, uh, you should have a pretty solid team. Yeah, I was really happy that uh, Steve or no one else uh, picked up Winston because, like, even though he tore the ACL, which is obviously like a devastating injury, um, the dude was like playing. He was like a low end QB one, I think, in the uh, you know the f- first few games he had with the Saints. There, he had some real huge performances. So, you know, with a with a better receiving cast, like a significantly better one, especially if he, even Michael Thomas comes back. Uh, I was I was pretty happy with him, uh, but enough about my team. I'm I'm done talking about myself here. Uh, let's move on to the person in the fourth position. Uh, I'm trying to tell if he's the only manager who hasn't made any trades uh, during this draft. I think he might be. Uh, we've got Jimmy Fan's team. Um, I'll, let's start with you, Nick. What are your thoughts on uh, Jimmy's team to start with? I, I don't like it at all. Ooh, spitting hot fire from the beginning. Okay, tell us why. Cause I mean. His, his second running back is Michael Carter. Like, he just drafted him now. Yeah. I mean, that's rough. Like, he spent, like, a third-round pick on Deshaun Watson. I, I did talk about, like, what not wanting that Deshaun Watson karma. I feel like it's that's a, that's a dicey play. Yeah, and then Drake, Drake London was the, the first rookie drafted this year. Right. He went there in the seventh. And he, I think he's going to be the biggest bust of the draft but i mean i don't know is that based on like talent profile or just like the opportunity he's going to have in uh, atlanta i mean a little bit of column a a little bit of column b like apparently his big thing was contested catches and then that does not translate to the nfl so yeah because like it's easy to catch a contested ball against like some tweener freshman who's like just trying to get like an econ degree versus like an actual nfl player yeah, so I mean, good luck to him, but I don't know. I'm, just, I'm not a fan. Uh, Mike, even even Fryer Muth, I'm out on. But yeah, not a big fan of the Fry guy. No, okay. I'm not a big fan of Pittsburgh. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Mikey, uh, similar thoughts, or do you have anything uh, that you would contradict uh, Nick on there? No, this is a definitely not a playoff team, and probably not for the next couple of years. Um, and I'm like I. I think I said in the last podcast, if the we start the, seeing the QBs flying in the first round, we're going to see at least one or two managers hit the panic button, and this is definitely that roster. Uh, the fact that he did draft a quarterback that's probably not going to play this season, Watson, with his second pick, and then picking Zach Wilson and also a Desmond Ritter pretty early on, um, I think was poor choices. Uh, in taking the depth in QBs just because there was a lack at, on the board at that time and really needing to fill out other parts of his roster. Definitely the worst RB situation drafted in our league, that's for sure, and not a good wide receiver depth either. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think is I maybe like, I would say he's got four pretty darn strong wide receivers there in Higgins, Metcalf, London. Who does he have that's not starting? 
this Hardman and Dotson. I think it's potential for sure. Like London is obviously a talent. Dotson's obviously a talent. Obviously Higgin and Metcalf is, but uh, uh, we'll see how Metcalf is depending on his QB that's going to be throwing him the ball. Uh, <laughs> same with London. Uh, that might be a tricky year or two for him as well. Uh, so it, I, it, with having the lack of the RBs, um, um, could have mediocre play from his wide receivers. I don't. I don't see him making the playoffs. This team. Taras, do you do you see a universe where you know Watson gets you know maybe six games of a suspension, uh, and the combo of Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson just uh you know I I would argue that could potentially be one of the strongest uh QB combos in the league. Although I know I'm talking to the guy who's got Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're talking to the guy that has the best combo. So, I mean, there's that. Tar- I, I, I don't think Lamar Jackson and Deshaun are terribly far off from that. No, no, they're, they're definitely good. I mean, Watson was a big question mark. How many, how many, year, uh, how many games he's going to get suspended, which seems like it's going to be a full year now. Uh, right, that came out today. That, that's the minimum that they're going for. I was going to say, like, if Watson played and he made a better running back pick at round three I, I wouldn't hate his team i think i think it had potential um like you said there, there's a lot of younger guys that are good i don't i don't hate drake london i i think the that whole contested cash thing is a little overblown but i do hate the quarterback situation there so i, I think that's going to limit him the most um the zach wilson pick baffled me quite a bit especially because he invested so much in Jackson and Watson first two rounds. I'm not sure why you pick up Wilson there. Yeah, other than that, his this team could be could be good, has some potential. Um I I don't think I'm as down on it as the rest of you guys, but Yeah, I'm not terribly down on it either. I, I you know, again, I think there's a decent chance Jimmy's another middle of the pack guy this year. because uh, you know again Running backs are obviously so deeply volatile, but like Mitchell was a, a pretty strong running back uh, in his time last year. And, you know, Michael Carter is one Brees Hall injury away from having a, a pretty huge workload on an offense that should look a lot better. Um, but let's let's move on to another new guy that's in our league or new to us, I guess I should say. Not that we're the only important people in the world. Uh, we've got Matt uh, and Matt's team over here. Uh, Taras, I'll start with you this time. Um, tell me what you think about Matt's team. I hate Matt because he took Stefan Diggs for me. <laughs> uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm selfish like that. Uh, but uh, no, his team, I actually quite like. It, it's kind of a balanced win out, and he's got a couple of picks that are for the future there. I'd say he, he contends for playoffs this year, just looking at his picks right now. Rodgers, I mean, Rodgers probably has a few years left in him. So him and Burrow are pretty good at the two quarterback spots. Diggs and Waddle are going to be good for at least a few years. Uh, Eckler is going to be good for a few, at least a few years. Um, he's got some potential in Walker. Mooney, I think, is going to have a rebound. Ridley, who knows if he ever comes back, but um, everyone knows how good he is. So, I mean, other other than tight end, I think he's got a fairly solid team. Yeah, I was going to say, like, David Njoku is a big question mark. Although, I, I mean, maybe he's less of a question mark because I think the majority of folks assumed he was going to become a free agent or get cut, and then the 
Browns basically said, fuck it, let's throw $50 million at you, which seemed like a very confusing decision. Um, but, uh, Mikey, do you do you kind of agree with a lot of uh, Terrasse's assessment there? A good balance of uh, win now and future value? Yeah, for sure. Like, I think, uh, obviously, when you have a duo of Burrow and um, that's a pretty that's a pretty solid duo for now. He's probably still staying there for a little bit. Uh, same thing. I I love Diggs. I think Diggs is a solid pick. I think he will have a bounce back here, uh, in that receiving corpse. And I think he'll. I think Diggs will contend as, uh, for the number one wide receiver overall this year. In my opinion, he can be in that contention. Uh, he's just a, yeah, a good mix. Uh, you got some pretty decent uh, rookies there in Walker and Pierce. They're going to be interesting to see how they uh, pan on the next couple of years. Uh, Ridley's obviously a risky pick, but if he comes out next year still playing, he's obviously a solid pick at the 11th. Um, for the new guy, I think he did pretty well. Okay, so I, I'll, I'll throw a, a wrench into this a little bit because I'm, I'm pretty worried. I don't have a lot of confidence in his running back situation because uh, Austin Eckler, I feel like I don't know how much, you know, more of Austin Eckler we're going to see. I have a weird feeling he he's going to be kind of relegated to like a committee kind of guy in like two or three years. Montgomery doesn't seem to have like a ton of confidence or is not receiving a ton of confidence either. And I, I just uh, Ken Walker is the running back there. Like see the Seattle Seahawks just seem to, churn up high round uh, running back picks and just kind of leave them around forever, but they don't do anything. Um, you know, Nick, I'm going to, I'll let you finish off here. Uh, you know, are, am I too concerned about some of this running back situation or, you know, do you see other holes on this roster? I think they're too concerned. Like if you're worried about not having, like you're worried about Austin Eckler being a committee in three years. Like, yeah, you're, you're too concerned. <laughs> We're playing the long like, game here, bud. We gotta be thinking in the future. I get that. But like, you can't, you can't predict three, three years down the road. Like it's on get three years of a top 10 running back and you're happy. Like, t- like three years of the guy that Justin Herbert's going to be playing with. You're that it's Austin Eckler's a solid pick. Fair enough. I mean, and that that actually transitions nicely into our but, next guy because you know this Andy's team is the team I'm just dubbing recency bias, uh, because this this team would have been like the all star team of last year, uh, with Tom Brady at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, James Conner running back, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Travis Kelsey, Damian Harris even had a pretty consistent year. Like if this was the team someone had last year, they were they were just like moonwalking into the title. Um, but moving forward, I got I got some concerns on it. I don't know. I'll uh, I'll start with you, Mikey. What do you think about Andy's team? Yeah, I think you you hit it right on the head. I think. Uh... If this is, if we're looking at past, this is a contender for sure. Uh, but there's all, like with any team, there's question marks. Like Tom Brady and Matt Ryan is not the worst. It's a pretty decent combo. But I think Tom Brady, you're going to get a year out of these guys and that's it. And then he's going to have some massive concerns in the QB position, which uh, he'll probably uh, be a bait for Steve at some point in the year. Um Connor, a huge in- injury risk, he, but he could be great when he's actually on the field. Cooper Cup is getting older, and I don't think we're going to see Cup do what he did last year. He's still going to be great, but he's not going to be 
Uh, Juju is a wild card. He could be great in this offense, but he might not be at all. And that's uh, the problem with this KC offense. And the um, yeah, Juju it could be a wild card. But other than that, uh, I think he has a good year or two out of this roster. And then uh, we'll see what he does after that. So Nick, that. what do you think about the the wide receiver corpse here? Like, the, do you do you see it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll, I'll leave that open in general. Like, uh, as as a guy who has been avowed in saying that, like, you know, you you can't predict the future. I, I feel like you must really like this team. Then, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of it. Like, well, even if just a win now, like if you can take the the chip next year, like you have that title. Like you're you're happy with that even if it, it does throw a wrench in your your plans for the next couple of years after that but like jonathan taylor's solid i think james connor's like should be good if he stays healthy cooper cup should be good debo samuel i think well like he's been injury prone before so i mean i'm a san francisco fan so hopefully he stays healthy healthy but i don't know that he will but if he does he'll be yeah, good that's fair so i i you know you've mentioned it too like this this quarterback situation that he has is genuinely terrifying and you know i think he'll be lucky that you know some of the quarterbacks i think there's like a ton of quarterbacks projected to go in the draft next year so maybe he'll have an opportunity to to make one of those selections or you know steve might just buy up all those quarterbacks too so that uh, half his roster is just quarterbacks um but how many how many first round picks does Steve have I, I now? I think last time I checked, it was five or six. Damn, yeah, he's gonna have half of draft himself. At least uh, based on the crazy. first round, yes. Which is you know well, okay. Well, I'll I'll stop us there because uh, we got to talk about Taras first. Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, Taras, I'll I'll let you finish up and then we'll transition to you here. Um, yeah, what do you think about this situation? Do you think it's it's too dangerous? Do you think he made a mistake in his drafting? Hey. I hated the cup pick. I think cup over Jefferson in that spot is awful. I, I don't like, I see Jefferson be beating cup this year and the next year. And then five years after that. So the pacing cup for last year was, I think a massive mistake uh, in my mind, at least. Um, but yeah, quarterback situation is terrible. Ryan's not going to, I don't think Ryan's going to have that great of a year. Brady, I'm a big Brady fan, but I, I think he, he does, doesn't have the same year yet the last two years. So uh, I, I get the full commit, but I don't think this is going to be that good. I'll probably eat my words halfway through the season, but uh, it, it's just a no for well, me. I'll, I'll give you a chance to, to potentially eat some more crow because we're going to go from probably the worst quarterback situation in the league uh, to arguably the best quarterback situation in the league uh, by looking at your teams there. Uh, you know, tell us about the Murray Prescott kind of one, two there and what you were thinking through and uh, how you're feeling about your team so far. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Uh, pretty much how I thought it would go. It, it turned out pretty good. Um, I didn't think I'd get Dak. I thought I was going to get Lamar, but he was reached for it round four but i mean it, it, i think it's quite obvious when i when i made that trade with steve that i was going to do the quarterback quarterback picks um i'm kind of happy that jonathan taylor got picked in front of me because if he was there i might have to gone running back quarterback um just kyler and jonathan taylor right probably uh, didn't end up happening like that but i'm i'm big on dallas i think dak is going to start running a bit more than he did last year and his his throwing numbers are pretty good. I think he'll be in the top five range at least. Yeah, and then Macaroff 
Uh, I'm actually really high on him. Uh, um, I don't know if a lot of people know much about him, but he was he was one of the top quarterbacks coming in coming into the year, and he had some. I don't know if it was alcohol problems, mostly off field issue. Um, but other than that, I, I think he's a solid rookie with almost no contention. If he can't beat out Sam Darnold, <laughs> then he doesn't deserve to be in the NFL. Uh, but yeah, quite quite satisfied with the with the three quarterbacks. Right, uh, Nick. Do you think? Uh, do you have that same satisfaction? Do you see? You know, beyond maybe quarterback, do you see uh, any other position on this roster being especially strong? I think Tross has the second strongest team. Like I think he's 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 strong across the board. I re- I really like the way his draft worked out. Like I I'm a little afraid because Kamara's gonna like probably get suspended, but after that he's still solid. Elliot's solid. Like I'm like AJ Brown like is getting overdrafted and like redraft, but you got him forever. So like you're solid. Olave's good. McLaren's he's just he's a special talent. So yeah, you're you're set. Yeah, and at, at the wide receiver as a whole, I really like like Adam Thielen at that at that position. Like I was reading something the other day where when when Adam Thielen has been on the field, he's basically been a wide receiver one for like the past four or five years. Um, but the problem is he just really struggles to be on the field. But like fuck, if he's around, I think that's going to be a really nice kind of flex pick that you have available there. The the Thielen was just like a carryover, maybe for a year or two, just just until Tony and. Olave start performing. That was a thought there, and I thought he dropped quite a bit. Like I don't, I'm not sure what his ADP was, but I, I didn't think Thielen deserved to be in the eleventh round. Yeah, so yeah, I would agree. That was like I thought it was really good value. Um, Mikey, is there any position here that you see, have maybe some trepidation about? Like you know, tight end might be the obvious choice with just having Cole Komet there. Um, but maybe do you see any kind of worries in the the running back core there? Like, um, what what are you seeing? Well, I, I'm I see uh that he definitely I I think Toronto's team is one of the best uh, uh one of the top teams that can contend for this year for sure, in my opinion. Obviously outside the obvious of the t- uh, best quarterback duo. Uh I think Chris Olave Al- 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 um he's probably in my opinion one of the top rookie wideouts that can break out the earliest. Uh, in the season, just with his situation, um, obviously McLaurin is probably having one. I know it's Wentz, but he probably is the best quarterback throwing to hey, him in his career. I will not accept any say. Taylor Heineke slander on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the only worry for him is if Kamara gets a six-game suspension, can he find a way to to uh, you know, do that, like deal with that in the first six weeks. And if he makes the playoffs, then man, he's guns blazing going into the playoffs uh, uh, with no issues, if that's the case. And I, I really like the depth he has uh, after those top three wide receivers in, in Thielen and Gage even. Uh, I think Gage will be special the first six weeks until Godwin's back. And um, I think that will really definitely help him out there. Yeah. Uh, I think his only question mark is going to be if Kamara misses time, what is he going to do in that position? So, so I feel like we are all kind of in an agreement. Taras is a pretty strong team and is almost a universally uh, seen as a playoff contender. Uh, let's go to the exact opposite of that. Uh, wow, Taras drafted well. What a surprise. Yeah, I know, right? It's fucking annoying and <laughs> stupid. I hate it. Um, but I mean, you, 
sorry, you you guys didn't bring up the tight end. That that definitely is a weak spot right there. I, 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 I don't I have. I mentioned it because it was like obvious. It's like yeah, it's it's just Cole Komet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Which I mean, fair. again, like it, um, I, your but your it, roster is going to be an interesting case study in like how important the the tight end premium is going to be uh, for us here because I don't know if that's going to lead to like a a great middling of like all those kind of mediocre tight ends or if that's going to end up being something that bites you in the butt. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm curious to see how that works out. I I didn't even know that was a thing until Andre told me in like round ten <laughs> that we have full PPR for tight ends. Hey, in my, yeah. in my defense, it was posted Dang. about. It's been the league settings, and it was posted about multiple times. I think. Yeah. In the chat. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blaming you. It's my ignorance and not paying attention. But that's fine. I, I like my dart, dart throw and commit. We'll see. So, like, I like. Then let's go back to it. So, we think you're going to be a pretty strong team. Uh, let's go to who I think we probably universally agree has the weakest team. Uh, at least in the current uh, win now uh, standings, uh, we have Steve's team. Uh, you know, you can almost hear the uh, disdain dripping from my mouth uh, as I say those words together. Um, uh, Taras, <laughs> I feel like you might have the strongest feelings about Steve's team. Uh, I'm going to let you just kind of uh, have the floor for two minutes here. I actually think Andre so, might, of but... The people on the podcast, I think <laughs> uh, you have the strongest my... feelings. <laughs> Of the people on the podcast, I, I mean, I for, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a pretty competitive guy, just in absolutely everything I do. So the concept of tanking two years or three years, whatever it's going to take for this team to do something, I, I absolutely hate it. So that, I'm not on board with what he's doing at all. Um, Obviously, I'm the one impacted the least, I think, hopefully, because I went heavy on the quarterbacks at the start, whereas some of the people that didn't prioritize quarterbacks are going to feel the effects of it. But, yeah, it's a massive gamble. I, I get what he's trying to do, but you need a lot of things to go right. You need people to trade, uh, to be willing to trade, to to make the rest of the team work for, I don't know, in the future or just in general. So I I personally hate it. Uh, I do appreciate the full commitment that Steve had and, and just kept going with it. But uh, he started with all his draft draft pick trades and then carried it through the draft. But yeah, that that's those are my thoughts. Mikey. Can you can you see like the the exciting part of Steve's strategy? The kind of you know he's got literally half of the first round next year. He's got a, all these quarterbacks, and you know by by his own admissions, he just thinks that quarterback is the most important position in the league. So make sure you get a ton of you know uh, the more the more darts you have, the better a chance you hit the bullseye, I guess. Um, you know, do you see any merit to that, or are you all out kind of like Tarasas? Well, I'm I'm very heavily on the uh, like win now approach and the uh, tanking. I I don't think. That should be acceptable. To draft a tank is acceptable, so I definitely don't like it. Um, you want to take all the QBs, that's fine. But, you know, the consensus of the league is we're not going to help you out there, bud. Like, we're not going to trade and give you valuable picks or valuable trades for those QBs. And that will probably, um, you know, fuck you over at some point. And yeah, just like Thrust said, like, you can draft all the rookies you want, but you, what are the chances of you actually hitting on all of them? Uh, it, it's going to be tough. Uh, this is definitely a long-term plan for him. Um, and I'm just kind of shocked that uh, you would do that right off like a, a, a startup uh, 
draft. This is something you'd probably want to like, exp you know, implode your team if you see you're in the bottom, like you know, in a five year, six years out in a in a dynasty league, but not in a not in a startup. I'm really excited to potentially have you have to eat the most shit uh, this year after watching three weeks of Jared Goff throw a football and realizing, oh, fuck, I need to make a trade really bad. Uh, I can't wait to see you, like, trade down wait. to Cook for, like, Kenny Pickett. It's going to be very good. Wait, but what's the worst thing in the world putting in my super flex? Sanders, Cook, or No, Goff? that's true. I mean, I get that. Yeah, but, uh, I, you know, I, th I think if anyone's going to need QB help, it it's probably you first, then maybe Andy, then maybe myself. So I feel like we're going to be the ones that are going to be here. And, I, you know, I, I got to ask for Andy's solidarity here because I'm with you too. I don't want to have to pay up crazy amounts for these QBs. So the, the three of us kind of have to hold the line there. Uh, Nick, do you want to kind of add any thoughts on Steve there? Or you want to just kind of echo most of what we've said? Or do you have any other kind of take on Steve's team? I mean, I got a couple. I got two theories on, on Steve's mindset. Like, the first is that he's done way too many drafts like you know how if you do like a whole bunch of mock drafts like by the 60th or 70th one you start screwing so around think he's just been like, Let's like see i think happens. that's what ha what happened here yeah he's like All right, i'm gonna take a different approach with this one and just go a completely different way and that's that's what happened and then another one is oh, like with steve dated yeah well with, my other theory is that he like last year when he was trading, he traded up, traded up, and like he ended up trading a penny and made like a hundred dollars kind of thing, just by, but just through his trades. So he's like, all right, I'm gonna see if I can do that again. So what you're saying is I should be but, wary uh, if I get an offer of Rashad White and Christian Watson for Patrick Mahomes. I shouldn't take it. <laughs> I mean, any anything from Steve should be wary. <laughs> it's like making like a but, it's like making a a wish with a genie. You know, like you think you know what you're getting, but then it just has like that weird twist that it goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Like my my thing with Steve's team is if you're gonna go that way, you're gonna draft all the quarterbacks. Draft like good quarterback. Like don't trade up. Like don't trade away picks to move up to draft Mac Jones yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Like these these rookies this year is apparently it's a really like shitty draft class. So like having like John Mechie as your flex, like he's like why? Like there are better players that will have more value for long term just because he's a rookie it doesn't mean like you should prioritize him that much. That's just, but I, that's I just my opinion. I see Steve uh, set the low of probably the lowest uh, scoring team or lowest scoring week that we might ever have in this league. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I'm also curious too to see if he'll ever outscore any teams in our redraft leagues, even with the extra wide receiver and the quarterback. <laughs> the super flex. Yeah. The other theory is maybe for Steve, he doesn't. His win is just trades. He just has a high of trading, and that's the win for him. Is he just loves to trade? I get it. Being addicted to trading. My my theory, since we all have theories, uh, is that. Steve is a centuries-old vampire, and time is simply but a uh, speck of dust to him. Uh, so he has no problem waiting for two or three years and losing right now, because uh, all time is relative, and it has just bored him for centuries. Uh, that's my theory. I again, I've never seen Steve out in the daylight, uh, so I mean... Uh, I've also never seen him in person, but I've never seen him in the daylight either. Uh, 
<laughs> so let's 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 move on from the vampire, Steve, and let's talk about Alex. Uh, you know, I when I look at this team, I you know, I say that kind of flippantly. It's not a sexy team, I feel like. I don't like, you know, there's some some nice picks there, but nothing that was uh super eye-catching to me as I was looking at his team. Uh Mikey, is there anything that catches your eye about Alex's team? Um, I think yeah. It, it's um it, if we're gonna go back to the last podcast, this is probably the Miller High Life of the <laughs> Yes. Like it's it it's it's not the most appealing and eye catching, but you know it's there, so you'll take it. And yeah, it's not it's not bad. He didn't draft terribly, but it's not not the greatest. This is an example of probably a team that will be middle of the pack or just slightly below and, and struggling to come in. Kind of has a good mix of of younger talent and uh, you know middle aged talent that uh, still is trying to find their way. Some question mark picks there, but overall not bad. Uh, Nick, what do you see here? Do you see uh, a position in particular that stands out as being uh, strong or potentially weak? I mean, he might have the. He's got the best tight end prospect, so that's a thing. He's, he made some solid picks, I think. Like, I was I in Christian Kirk. I think he's going to be a value. He freaking snagged ETN right in front of me, which I was upset about. But yeah, like I, I agree with all y'all. He's he's very. Middle of the pack. Uh, yeah, okay. If if y'all want to trade for a quarterback, talk to him so you can get Russell Wilson away from him. <laughs> yeah, what did Taras, what did you think about that Russell Wilson pick? I remember when I saw it, I thought it was a bit of a reach. Um, what did you think? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I'm pretty sure I texted Andres saying that that was a big reach. I, I get the sentiment. Like, everyone went QB heavy right at the start, so you panic a little bit. Um, but... I, I think he probably could have gotten Wilson with maybe his 2-1. Or, I don't know. I Actually, I'm not sure how the guys after him would have felt. I mean, uh, yeah. It, I think Mikey said it best. Miller High Life. Like, he's like, meh. It, it, it's good. It's, God, it's I'm, decent. I'm sorry, Alex. I'm sorry we it, have it, no strength to your team, man. <laughs> like, we're all just like, oh, I guess it's fair. Hey, the the newbies got to go through their their We're trials, even, like, right? We got to we got to put them through their shit. Just literally, just audio shrugging our shoulders at him. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean I mean Marquise Brown is your wide receiver one. That that's rough. Like I'm high. I'm really high on Brown. I I was hoping that he would come around and I get him. But to have him as your wide receiver one that's that that is rough especially once Hopkins yeah, comes back I, I agree with that um, too. and not looking super I, hot on the wide receiver end I, I agree with Nick that in in dynasty at least um running backs turnover or the the turnover rate on running backs is a lot shorter than your the wide receiver or quarterback so I think that priority that he had on the running backs really hurt him, especially with the trades that he made because he lost a, a couple of middle-of-the-pack picks. Um, really fucked him over on the wide receiver, especially because this is yeah. three wide receivers, right? So I, I, I think he's going to feel that a bit, um, even though his running back situation might be good for the next few years. But 
Yeah, okay. Well, uh, with you, we went from weakest uh, QB to strongest QB. Let's go from maybe weakest running uh, wide receiver to strongest wide receiver and, and talk about Nick's team here uh, with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson being the obvious headliners there. Um, Nick, uh, why don't you talk to us about your team? I, I feel like I, you had some frustration when you first came on the pod. Do you want to vent a little bit? I mean, I was very happy when Danny offered me Jefferson. So I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll take him. I'll pair him with Jamar Chase. That was it was between the two of them. So like, if I can get both, I'm happy with that. But then when I made the trade, what I should have done is I made it for like a, I traded my my two and my six for his one. I should have got like a nine back or something just to fill out my roster so he wouldn't be done by like the ninth round or whatever. Like that's I think it's a, a mistake I made, and I made it again later with. Paul trading up to try and get fucking Jalen Hurts to leapfrog in front of uh, Danny and Andre for their uh, right. their quarterback. Yeah, as so, a guy who was like, yeah, that's that's one one frustration as I a made. Guy who was furiously trying to for, trade back. Uh, like I was very upset that I couldn't get a mid round pick like you were trying to get, like like you gave away to Danny. Uh, I was very very butthurt yeah. that Danny was able to get that and I got no action on any of my picks to to trade back. But yeah, you can you can kind of see it in the balance there a little bit. You're you're raw. I think you still came out decently with some of the picks you got in those kind of four uh, the five six seven there. Um, but yeah, definitely some uh some depth concerns to start off. Yeah, Steve helped me out when I traded with Danny my two picks, and then he traded to move in to get Mac and Tua. So I traded out and got three solid picks out of it. So I kind of recuperated a little bit, but. Yeah, I did what I could to try and salvage the roster after the, a good start and then realizing, oh shit, well, I fucked up. You, you did make one big, uh, I think, high-risk, high-reward move. And I'll, I'll, Taras, I'll ask you to speak on it. What do you, what do you feel about the, the Hopkins-Thomas uh, kind of back-to-back there? Is that, is that too much risk at play there? Or is this going to be a, 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 you know, a coup for uh, Nick's team here? Yeah, I, I hated that. Um, to Just to put all the cards on the table. I loved Nick's first three, four picks. I thought I thought he was quite strong and then kind of trailed towards the end. And my reasoning is that you have Jamar Chase and Jefferson, solid two elite wide receivers. Davis is, I mean, a lot of people are high on Davis. There's, there's targets up for grab. He looked good towards the end of last year. Buffalo's a good team. So you're pretty solid at receivers at that point. I think you go for some running back depth to help you at the Hopkins-Thomas trade instead. Because realistically, you have young elite talent at that position already. I'm not entirely sure you go receiver-receiver there with both being Hopkins and Thomas. Um, that, that's where I, I was liking your team, minus your David Mill. Uh, until then, I, I think think I, I agree with you on that. That was a that was that was a shitty part of your draft, uh, Mikey. Before I give Nick a chance to defend himself, Mikey, I'll I'll throw uh, the 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 ball in your court there. Uh, what do you think about Nick's team? Do you see? Do you think it's a little bit too unbalanced there? Do you, would you have gone a different direction? What What are you seeing with this team? Yeah, I think it's a uh, a little unbalanced. Like I I love like who doesn't love chase jefferson and i i spoke about a lot so i'm really high on davis i think he's going to be great 
And I think that's a great pick and and a prospect to take, especially when you have Chase and Jefferson in front. You can you have that cushion to take that type of chance. Uh, but I'm gonna agree with Taras and say that the the Hopkins and and Thomas is risky because if they pan out for Nicholas uh, and they end up being studs, like he could potentially like try to trade one to fill that void for the running back. Um, but if they both don't hit, and let's say Hopkins does, comes back and not looking the same, he's older, or Thomas, we never see Thomas on the field again. That's a potential. Um, he he doesn't have the depth after, and, and I'm really worried about Gibson and Jacobs, uh, primarily Gibson. He's young, but injury prone, and there's been whispers, and I know it's OTA whispers, and it doesn't really mean anything, but... Uh, they brought uh, McKissick there to be the third down passing back, and, and there's rumors that they drafted Robinson to be the goal line back. So that really leaves Gibson just the first two downs and kind of the empty carries. And hopefully I, hopefully that doesn't pan out for Gibson because he's such a talented running back. But if if that does, that, that will be worrisome for him. So, Nick, you've you've heard the slander. What else, what do you got for us? D- defend yourself. I definitely understand that running back is an issue for me. I'm happy that I just drafted McKissick to maybe keep a little bit of insurance, but I'll definitely be looking to probably trade one of Thomas or Hopkins. Hopefully they come back, and then maybe I can fill out an RB2 somewhere with it. I actually thought Hopkins was a great pick. I, I was real, If I didn't feel the need to draft a tight end in Dawson Knox, like I would have picked Hopkins, I think, at that point. I, I you know... Just knowing that he was going to come back, and he's still potentially like a top 10 or 15 receiver in the league. Uh, I, I think that's a sneaky, really, really nice pick. Uh, the Thomas one, I, I, I man, it's, it's Thomas is funky. I, I just, I don't like that situation at all. Not even just talent wise, but just like everything. The, the vibes are bad. Um, but uh, I, I think there's a sneaky chance that you still put up like huge numbers this year because I think. Jalen Hurts is super strong. I think that upside is huge. Obviously, great wide receiver depth. Um, I'm not as low on Jacobs as I think a lot of people are. Uh, I kind of see Jake. I know it's a you know McDaniel's offense, and maybe he takes uh, the running back by committee stuff from Bill Belichick. But I see. I think you'll still be in that like kind of that similar range to myself. That kind of five to nine. Uh, I think you'll be scrapping along. Um, Let's uh let's let's move on to Andre's team because I think we wait 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 or do wait, we wait. I have I just have one more thing to say since we are doing this make it a little spicy since we are only halfway through this draft as we're waiting for Paul for doing his pick if if Nicholas's roster was mine and I was looking at it I think right now in the draft what I would be looking for is those RB two um those RB2 running backs that is like one injury away from being a league winner who he can potentially slot in down the road if that ever was to happen and that can literally like plummet him to the top as being a contender. Nick, feel free to smack down Mikey's unsolicited advice. I was going to draft Gus Edwards. Yeah, so was I actually. It was That's why I took him where I did. <laughs> The the run on running backs this previous round kind of pretty like took, threw me through a yeah. loop because like they've been ignored up until this point I guess but then almost the whole round every, every almost everyone took a running back. Yeah, I know. I think yeah, what was it? Steve took Herbert. I took Patterson, and then you know I think almost half the picks in the last two rounds have been running backs. So yeah, that just you get 
Got to be in on those runs, I guess. Um, let's let's go have some fun talking shit about Andre. You know, it's it's the, it's our league's favorite pastime uh, to talk shit about Andre. Um, Taras, I'll give you first dibs. Uh, talk shit about Andre, fantasy related or just in general. It's too easy, too easy. <laughs> uh, his quarterback position is a big question mark. Uh, Trey Lance might be good, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Carson Wentz. Andre is going to be trading Steve, maybe, if he doesn't absolutely hear his guts at this point. Um, the rest of his teams, I'm a, I'm a decent fan of, I think, uh, as much as I want to talk shit about Andre. I don't mind the Javante mixing. Uh, I was pissed about the Kareem Hunt because I really wanted Kareem Hunt. Um, yeah, like he's got running back depth. He's got good mix of receivers. Uh, both young and old. I think Evans Evans is going to have an amazing year in my mind. I'm not big on Schultz, so I think his tight end situation is shitty just like mine. But other than that, yeah, if he figures out quarterback situation, his team might be decent. I'm not convinced that Trey Lance is going to be that good. But I'd love to hear your yeah, thoughts on I, that. I think you know, the fantasy community seems to be uh, in consensus that Trey Lance is like the prince that was promised, like that he's going to walk into San Francisco and just be this like West Coast you know, offense, just like dominator. I- I'm kind of a little bit more on your side. I- I'm i not going to lie. If he was uh, still available to me the round after, uh, I would have taken him. I actually was actively trying to trade up to get Trey Lance um, because I w- really like the combination of youth and some of the talent I've seen. But he is still very much an unproven commodity for sure. Uh, you know, the the 49ers clearly believe in him. Uh, but honestly, my biggest concern actually comes at the wide receiver position. And I'm, I'll, I'll throw that to you, Nick. Um, you know, what do you think about his wide receiver core there? Is it uh, something to be happy about or something to have trepidation about? I mean, I've already tipped my hand a little bit. What do you think? I think this is the strategy Steve should have set, like, went with, like, solid wide receivers that have future. I mean, other than Mike Evans. But, like, Jerry, Judy, and Pittman should have been, like, this, the targets for him if he was looking to, like, draft valuable players with potential and future, like, trade value kind of thing i i I really thought the judy pit pick was a reach i i didn't see jerry judy going for maybe another round or two and i know he got a ton of hype last year uh, and obviously dealt with injuries i have major concerns about my man who i like to call gerald judith um but uh like i i don't know mikey are what do you think are should i am, am i wrong on jerry judy and that wide receiver core in general because i also don't know how much longevity Allen Robinson has. I feel like he's kind of just been beaten down by shitty quarterback play that I don't know if he's got the juice anymore. Uh, Pittman, it's hard to see a few, like how great his future is going to be when you don't know what his quarterback is going to look like. Mike Evans almost is the same because Brady's going to leave eventually. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the vibes in the wide receiver core. Is there, what, what would you, what would you say the vibes are at with Andre's team right now, just in general? Uh, I think it's, I like it. I think he has a pretty uh, all-rounded team. Like, there's question marks uh, in his wide receiver and quarterback positions for sure. But, you know, which team that we've drafted so far doesn't have question marks somewhere? I, I think Evans is, like uh, what Taras said, is bang on. He's going to be he's gonna be great this year for most of the season. 
I think he's going to have one of the best seasons in his career. Um, I like Pittman. Uh, I'm going to obviously have him in our in our redraft league. I think Bastard. Matt Ryan. <laughs> I think uh, Matt Ryan is an upgrade to once in that position, and I think uh, I think they also drafted a rookie uh, wide receiver Pierce that could play beside him that hopefully can um, take some defensive eyes away from Pittman. And I'm not as high. I think Jerry Judy is going to be great. I think all the wide receivers will get an upgrade with Wilson there, but I'm not as high on Judy where his ADP was as some of the other receivers. Why I took Sutton, for example. But um, overall, I think it's pretty balanced. I, I, I like enough. this team overall. And Kite, you, Lance would not have been there because I was also negotiating the trade up to try and get it. And since no one wants, and since Andre refuses to trade with me, and anyone refuses to trade with me, that makes sense. All right, fuck it. Um, well, let's look at the last team where we finally got here. Uh, we've made it to someone who, man, I, I'm going to tip my hand a little bit here. I think this is my favorite draft uh, of all the players. Um, I think Danny's team is. I mean, he's got quarterback concerns, but even those concerns, I think, are pretty mild and tempered ones. Uh, th- I-, I don't see a weakness on this team. Um, Mikey, do you-, do you agree with that? I mean, maybe do you, th- do you think quarterback is more of a weakness than I'm giving it uh, due for? No, not at all. I think uh, Kirk Cousins is a very underrated quarterback. He always falls in that low-end QB1 range. And I think Trevor Lawrence, with his upgrade in management, uh, a.k.a. a better coach, and a second year under his belt, I think he will be better. Is he going to be up to his potential? Who knows? But I think he'll be better. I think the win for Danny here is just the amount of depth he has created for himself based off the pre-draft picks that he did. And I I agree. I think this is one of the best drafts um, so far just based off the depth and the players there's question marks like around like you know swift has to stay healthy is kate acres is he can either be amazing or he can completely drop the ball uh we all know the questions with dj Moore, which isn't around his talent it's just who's throwing the ball to him when godwin comes back but overall like extreme value pick with aaron jones i thought bateman was a great pick as well same with elijah moore uh, I think all around he has a very deep team, the deepest team out of everybody so far. That's for sure, and probably a team that will contend as well. Yeah, you think you think Bateman in the six is good value? So if you got him in the twelfth, that would be even better. <laughs> ah, yes, it'd be even better. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Nick. Thank you. Well, yeah, you you got you got the number one receiver, uh, who's also only one year into the league, so. I I think that's a, a great I feel pick. really good about that. You know, cuz it that was a real win-win trade. You know, I got I won the chip thanks in part to those players and I were both vindicated in thinking that Rashad Bateman was a legitimately great keeper in That's mostly cuz Brown like <laughs> Well, that, that that's what played a part into it. Just like the keepers that I got from Taras as well. They wouldn't have happened with some uh, some movements there, but uh, yeah, I a great keeper. No. Y- your keepers definitely turned out better than I thought they would. <laughs> I'm definitely eating my words yeah. a little on that one, but Yeah, so like uh, maybe, Nick, I'll, we can continue with you then. Like, is there, uh, other than the quarterback spot, do you see another like, do you see the kind of do you see too much maybe high risk on here? There is a lot of variance with a lot of these picks here. Um, are you worried about that risk, or what? What are you thinking about the squad that Danny has? 
I, I think Danny's got the, the best squad, but it is because of, like Mikey said, the depth. Like, if one of the guys in the panel, like, I'm not a big fan of Deontay Johnson, but then he's got, like, other guys to fill in with it. So, like, like Chris Godwin's, he'll probably start on the pup, but when he comes back, he'll be, he should be really good, and he should be really good for years to come. Like, he's got, like you said, the quarterbacks, the question marks, but he's he's got a solid team. Taras, any any other wrinkles you want to throw in here? Does anything kind of like uh, specifically stand out to you when you look at Danny's team? I I loved his strategy of getting all those four to six round picks and filling out a good team. Um, definitely makes sense, especially for a startup, right? Because you get you get a lot of those middle of the pack guys that are probably going to be breakout guys or are already breakout guys. So you can see that right away. Uh, I do think you are under me. Evaluating the two quarterback situation, her cousins might still be decent. You might have, I don't know. I don't think more years left in him. And then Lawrence, I'm not convinced that he's that good. Maybe he pans out and does learn the new system, but it feels weird because, like, yeah, he really was kind of mediocre to like not promising looking last year. But you know, he was regarded as the best quarterback prospect since like Andrew Luck. So it seems like there's like too much pedigree there for him to be a bust. But I mean, yeah. based on last year, like granted it was a historically awful coaching situation. But, but, but... even then watching him play, I I didn't see anything phenomenal uh coming from him. And who knows, maybe maybe he takes leaps and bounds in year two and three and turns out amazing. But um, yeah, like if if Florence pans out and Cousins has a decent year, I think Danny's got a pretty solid team. I I don't disagree with with you guys there. I I think he's he's pretty well rounded. Yeah, it's hard it's hard to disagree with that. Um, well, guys, we did it. We've made it through the draft. We're still waiting on Paul. We didn't get a, a live pick reaction, which I'm a little bit disappointed in. Um, yeah, oh my God, Paul! Nice. Jesus Christ! Two hours. Yeah, we're, we're we're still waiting on him. He's he's doing a lot of work at the car. This is gonna right kill now. Paul to hear us talking shit about him like this at the end of the podcast because you know he's gonna be one of maybe two people that actually listens all the way to the end. Um, so this is for you, Paul. This is Paul Slander Corner. Uh, make a fucking pick. Um, but uh, I, I really will. Uh, does Does anyone have any kind of final thoughts or any parting shots they want to take before we uh, sign off here? Man, I really wish you guys were shittier to make like at drafting to make my draft life easier. Because now I gotta like actually think about my picks. So like, be worse. Yeah, if you could all be worse, that would be super great. <laughs> I, I echo uh, Nick's sentiments. I I would just say Steve needs to hold course and just keep like <laughs> drafting now like all the shittiest rookies that like would never even pick be picked in rookie drafts and just continue that course. Mail the toilet bowl to Steve now, right? Like there's no point of waiting anymore. Well, I you know I didn't want to I I I I'm not going to spoil it too much, but I know that we obviously with our second league are going to need, you know, new trophies. So uh, I haven't, uh, you know, I have plans to start looking into uh, new hardware uh, for this league. Uh, Cause I, 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 sometime in August, I'll get the, uh, the redraft trophy engraved. And then while I'm there, I'll see what they have in terms of uh, trophy materials. So we're, we're going to have some hardware here. Don't, don't, if everyone, if anyone was worried about that, we're going to have hardware. See if I can get it making looking big, bigger and re- more ridiculous than what we have here. Nice. Actually, that sounds like a, you know what? I'm looking at it right now with just like 
because of course I have the uh, trophy just kind of at my desk where I do a lot of work because you know I I need to feel joy every now and then. Um, <laughs> All right, guys, this was fun. I enjoyed it. So we're gonna like, wrap we up. We actually yeah. have like a legitimate <laughs> logo on the front of it, so I feel like maybe I can convince like a student next year to actually do some graphic design for our league. That I was gonna fun. say it's a good thing you don't win often, kite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't you're, you you can't win often until you start winning often. So I'm I'm making it a trend now. The plan is to never give it up. <laughs> it's a never surrender. It's it's good to have uh, high goals. I always do. I always do. High goals. Um so maybe we'll end it off at this point, boys. Uh first I'll thank Nick. Nick, thank you for uh causing us traffic stoppage on the 401 so that you could record this podcast. Uh, it was really kind of you to do that. And uh, looking forward to having you on later this year. Appreciate being here. Always a pleasure. Any of that traffic you guys experienced was because of me. I was wondering why there were cars backed up all the way here in BC, but now I think that all makes sense. Um, <laughs> Taras, I'll thank you as well. Thanks uh, for joining us on here. Looking forward to having you on next year. Maybe we'll get to hear some more ambient sounds. I, I started to hear some birds chirping every now and then, so I'm looking forward to more ambient sounds uh, throughout the uh, podcast. That's just the sounds of downtown Toronto for you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, and then last but not least, uh, Mikey back for his second time. Uh, Mikey, you going to be with me on every single episode this year? Is that the plan? Oh, that's a that's full blown commitment. That's like co hosting right there. I we'll see it see. more that's as a... like a a Michael Scott, like I'm the manager and you're the assistant to the regional manager kind of deal, uh, where you don't actually have any role <laughs> or any meaningful authority. That, if that works for you, then I'm happy. I don't I don't like the comparison, but unfortunately, that probably would be the closest comparison. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, folks, uh, looking forward to finishing the rest of the draft with y'all. Uh, we'll probably hop back on again. Uh, I'll be back in Ontario in a, a few short days so we can do some in-person recording if we really wanted to. Uh, and we'll do that at the end of the draft. But until that time, keep crying. Just gotta get Paul to actually make a fucking pick so we can get this. Someone call Paul. What the fuck? <laughs> See, well, you ruined it now because he's gonna listen to the whole podcast before he makes a pick. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, wow. Probably. <laughs> oh, wow.